Welcome to the December 20th, 2018 edition of the BitcoinNews.com daily podcast, where we cover the biggest stories in Bitcoin, blockchain, and cryptocurrency every single day, forever. This is your host, Space Marine, live from my impregnable spaceship in the middle of a solar storm. Bitcoin is over 4,000. No, it's not over 9,000, but it's over 4,000. It was below 4,000 for like a month. Bitcoin was like 6,500 actually, above 6,000 for a while. But this is like taking a sip of water after walking through the desert. And I've done that before. I got lost in the desert once, and when I took that first sip of water, it feels like this little rally. You know, suddenly there's hope and optimism. You don't feel like, you know, you're about to die in the desert. So, yeah, Bitcoin had a nice little rally today. Right here on December 20th, big, big green candle from 3750 all the way to like over 4,000, 4,100. It even almost went to 4,200 today. Much wow. It was as low as 3,100, so it's about $1,000 up. And since the price was so low, $1,000 means a lot right now. I think there was a time when Bitcoin was like 20000 where a $1,000 movement wasn't that big of a deal. It was like a $100 movement now, but a $1,000 movement, that's a big deal. And by the way, simultaneously, the stock market is totally crashing. I'm going to take a look at it right now as we speak. But yesterday, um, the Federal Reserve of the United States raised the rates. Ooh. Yeah, I looked this morning, it was down 75 points. The Dow Jones Industrial Average, one of the main indexes, is down 500 points right now. It was down 400 yesterday, down 500 today. The stock market is in capitulation. Totally bear market suddenly over in the stock market. So the crypto bear market, we've had such a bad, big bear, big bad bear, big bad radioactive bloody murderous bear running through the crypto space. And now it's running through the stock market. So that's good. The crypto bear market somehow, the bear that was doing this to our market, you know, we let it loose and it found its way to the Wall Street. So that's good. And uh, the stock market's crashing. And I think since the stock market is crashing, that's causing basically the people that invest in stocks to be like, okay, this is totally sucking. Because if you look at the long-term chart for the stock market, I've, I've looked at charts for so many years. I'm actually like an expert. I could look at any chart for any sort of asset or stock. And I could kind of tell where it's going just because I've looked at like a million charts in my life. You know, there's just kind of like an instinct. You can't really explain it, but... If you other traders are listening, I know you know what I'm talking about. So the stock market is clearly at a breaking point. Like I've seen this in the past on the stock charts. And the stock market moves a lot more slowly than the crypto market. Like, you know, 500 points is only 2%. But that's a big deal. 2% is a big deal in the stock market because it's so mature. So the stock market's down 500 points. But then if you look at the long-term chart, it looks like it really peaked out, um, you know, in late 2017 and it hasn't gone up this year it's down on the year now and looking at this chart i could tell it's going to crash i mean this is my opinion and speculation it's not a fact it really looks like it's going to crash really hard so people that are in stocks are like okay it's time to buy some cryptocurrency i know everyone's been saying cryptocurrency is evil and it has no value but look obviously the crypto market is um you know, it has some potential. So they're like, okay, we've been putting all of our money in stocks and been loyal to these stocks. But it sure looks like everything's going to capitulate. And by the way, if there's a huge crypto rally, and this is already a pretty decent crypto rally, this this represents, some of this represents money being transferred from stocks that are losing value to crypto. And if the crypto rally becomes huge, like we go to 20,000 or something, it's kind of possible. I mean, the CME Bitcoin futures make me weary or wary to think, Bitcoin will go up rapidly because I think they have so much short selling on the Bitcoin futures 
in Chicago that it would be very hard for the price to rise sustained. But let's say it does. Let's say it goes to 20000 30000 100000 What's going to happen? Well, like that's a lot of money is going to start pouring out of the stock market. So like next time there's a big stock market collapse, uh, Bitcoin could rise rapidly. We might be seeing the beginning of a stock market collapse now and an economic collapse in general for the world. Because when the stock market goes down, the whole world's economy goes down with it. And a lot of money will flow out of the economy, um, the normal economy like stocks and assets into Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, which is also an asset, but a new type of asset that we all like, don't we? Or we wouldn't be on the show. I wouldn't be making the show. You wouldn't be listening if you didn't like cryptocurrency, or at least we're interested. All right, so that's what we have going on now. The stock market is below 23,000 points on the Dow Jones Industrial Average. And Bitcoin's up over 4,000 simultaneously. So this is one of the best examples I've seen where the stocks are going down and Bitcoin's going up. It's been speculated for a long time that Bitcoin would be a safe haven asset to diversify into in the, at the point of a stock crash. And this is probably going to be the biggest stock crash we have seen uh, since Bitcoin was created. Because Bitcoin was created during the last stock crash in 2008, or it was created by 2009 during the Great Recession. We could be seeing a repeat of that. It's possible, and I think it's likely. I've been expecting this for, like, years now. And Bitcoin will just do absolutely amazing under such a scenario. So it's going to be really interesting to watch that. All right, going into the rest of the market analysis. How's it doing on CoinMarketCap? It's doing better. So before it actually approached $100 billion during the depths of the nuclear bloodbath bear market firestorm. Now I'm reloading the page just to get the latest update because it's changing, like, every minute. It's now at $133 billion. So the total crypto market cap's $133 billion, and it's the Bitcoin market cap's $71.5 billion. More like $71 billion. That's pretty good compared to recently. So we've got a $71 billion Bitcoin market cap and $133 billion total crypto market cap. Other cryptocurrencies are rising pretty hard, too. Ripple has not risen today, but it's up a lot because of the rally. It's at $0.37. Cents. Ripple, $15 billion market cap. Ethereum, $114. It's approaching $12 billion market I'm glad to see Ethereum coming back, and I think there's potential if these market conditions sustain themselves. Because Ethereum's having problems though, coming up in a month, so I don't know. I'm not going to make any forecasts for that. Because like, Ethereum's about to fork. Uh, they're trying to add futures markets, which would actually hurt Ethereum's price. And so there's a lot of negative factors for Ethereum. And also, like we talked about in the last show, the SEC might get really enraged at the crypto market going up, and they're going to pull out all the tricks, like attacking every crypto they can. I think that's quite likely. So Ethereum is going to face some troubles. But I think maybe before all these troubles happen in the next few days, it could go up past Ripple. But it probably won't last because of all these negative factors coming up. Bitcoin Cash is having a major, major rally. So before it was over $600, but then it went down to like below $100. But now it's backed up to almost $180, $3.1 billion market. So Bitcoin Cash appears to have survived. At least for now, it's up 27% today. I mean, next time the market crashes, you know... There always will be a crash at some point. I think it's going to go down a lot, just like 27% or something. But it's up a lot. It's over $3 billion market cap. It's solidly the number four cryptocurrency. EOS is pretty steady today, $2.4 billion market cap. It's added like a billion dollars since its lowest points during the nuclear bloodbath, firestorm, rampage, radioactive bear market. All right. And then we have Stellar going up 5% today. Stellar is the evil cousin of Ripple. Well, at least that's what Ripple thinks about it because, you know, Jed McCallum pretty much founded Ripple and then they threw him out and then he created the evil cousin of Ripple called Stellar. 
All right, now we have Litecoin. It's up 6%. I like Litecoin. It's at almost $2 billion market cap. Litecoin will be around long-term. Right now, it's number seven on the list. Bitcoin SV is definitely the evil cousin of Bitcoin Cash, according to Bitcoin Cash, at least. Bitcoin SV would think Bitcoin Cash is their evil cousin. You know, they hate each other. That's all there is to it. All right, so they're at $109. So when you add the Bitcoin Cashes together, it's almost like $300. So it's gaining back its market cap. Uh, Tether, um, it's a way above parity. This seems to be a constant issue. Uh, when there's a big rally, Tether goes above parity. When there's a huge crash, it goes below parity. This is like nonstop an issue, and I think it's a problem. Uh, so dollar and two cents for USDT Tether, and then USD coins a dollar and two cents. True USD is a dollar and two cents. Paxos Standard a dollar and two cents. So they're all like missing parity all the time. I don't think they're that stable, even though they're called stable coins. Continuing down the list, Monero, $53. I like Monero. It's the number one privacy coin. So if I ever had a situation where I had to be completely anonymous with my money, I would use Monero. Bitcoin's good, too. I think, honestly, you could do it with Bitcoin. You just need to tour a VPN and uh, change your address every time you send a transaction. Boom, Bitcoin's anonymous. But Monero does all that for you, pretty much. So it's a little easier, I guess. But at the same time, there's no public blockchain, so it's hard to verify transactions. Kind of. I mean, it works, but I actually like the public blockchain. I don't think that's a bad thing. Monero's for people that, you know, are really paranoid about it, and they're probably doing something they shouldn't be doing. That's why, you know, Monero might go up from speculation, but I don't think the darknet use is actually increasing at this moment. So this, all the price rise of Monero is, like, probably being driven by speculators, like, purely, and then we actually have people using it on the darknet, but I don't think the use of the darknet goes up when the Bitcoin market rallies. That's not how it works. The darknet kind of stays constant. Slowly increases over time. All right, Dash, the number one X11 coin. Venezuela loves some Dash. It used to be called Darkcoin, and I wish it was still called Darkcoin. I don't think Dash is better. I don't know why they did that. So I, I will think of Dash as Darkcoin, what it really is. It is Darkcoin. All right, so it's 10% up. Venezuela loves Dash, and I think people are seeing that Venezuela loves Dash and just investing in it because they're speculating. I don't think this is from Venezuela buying up so much Dash, it's gone up 10% today. It's from people being like, oh, Venezuela's buying some Dash, so therefore it will go up eventually, and so it's going to go up now. That's how speculation works. Like Basically, you could have like an effect like all the restaurants in Venezuela add Dash. Not all of them, let's just say one of them, like you know, Pizza Hut in Venezuela if they have one or something. Or like one little store. Let's say like one little mom and pop store adds Dash and there's a news article about it that goes through the crypto media, but it's just one store. It'll affect Dash's price by like 0.0001% or something in reality. But then investors will jump in and be like, wow, look at this restaurant. This nice little restaurant in Venezuela is accepting Dash and they'll raise the price 20%. That's what I'm talking about. So you get good news and then the investors and speculators look at the good news and make their decisions to buy based on that. And the speculation is a much bigger force than what's actually going on. And that's always dangerous because if something inflates because of um, lack of reality, just because speculators are inflating it, and there are good news, but then let's say bad news comes along, it could crash just as fast or faster. And that's been going on all the time. Dogecoin, nearly $320 million market cap. Much well, such coin. I think Dogecoin will be back to a billion dollar market cap not that long in the future. But maybe that's just me getting tricked by this rally because like it would the whole market space the whole crypto space would have to go up like three or four times we'd have to be talking almost a 500 billion dollar market to see dogecoin at a billion maybe like 300 billion dollar market because dogecoin's gonna rise faster than the other ones and go down less all right and uh 
I could keep going down the list. Like, for example, Bitcoin Gold, total shitcoin. Uh, it's really unsecured. It's up 10%. This just proves, you know, the rally causes a lot of coins to go up that shouldn't be going up, that should just disappear. And this is the bad thing. This is why the SEC is going to get angry. I mean, that's that has more to do with, um. well, the SEC would be angry about this too. Bitcoin Gold is not a security, but investors could get totally torched by it. So everyone that helped that rally to 10% up today with Bitcoin Gold, you know, when next time it gets 51% attacked, God forbid it, but it will. It's obvious. If it gains enough value, 51% attack becomes inevitable. So, yeah, it's like investors are going to get torched by it. The users are going to get torched. And then we have a lot of coins. I know, let me look at the particular coins that I know are totally scams. Uh, like 10X launched some debit cards that never, don't exist. They're at a $53 million market. They're only up 1% today, but they are going up. They shouldn't be going up. They should be going down. This is the problem with the rally market, and that's what... You know, the big rally in 2017 was amazing and everything for people holding, but it also hurt them in the end because there's all these companies scamming, gaining value alongside them. And are we going to repeat that? Are we really just going to repeat that exact scenario and get rid of even more people that like cryptocurrency? Because a lot of people jumped into cryptocurrency that would have loved it for their whole life, and then they got destroyed by the scammers. The crypto space has always been filled with scammers. I dealt with them in the beginning. Like, they were attacking me for, like, $5, $10 on PayPal, you know, chargebacks. And now, and then in 2017, they were like, okay, we're launching an ICO. Like, literally, all the scammers that were trying to steal 5 bucks back then just made an ICO and stole, like, $5 million instead. And are we going to let this happen again? I hope not. Dentacoin, really a shit coin, up 5%. It's like a global currency for the dentist industry. Really not necessary. Why is it up 5%? Very centralized, too. Um, and... Monaco, Crypto.com. They renamed Monaco Crypto.com because they bought the website Crypto.com. They're just like 10x. They were supposed to launch crypto debit cards, but, you know, the banking system's not allowing crypto debit cards. So the whole basis for their existence, like a ton of people invested into 10x and Monaco in expectation of these crypto debit cards, and they never delivered them. Yet it's up 6% today. Crypto.com, the cryptocurrency, which is actually Monaco. So they renamed themselves to try to like hide the fact that they stole like tens of millions of dollars from investors, pretty much. And I'm going to try to find Burstcoin down here on the list. So Burstcoin is actually one of my favorites. Burstcoin, I'm just going to look it up because it's somewhere down there. So it's kind of sad. Burstcoin is the number one proof of capacity coin. And it's actually really good. It's very environmentally friendly. It has a strong community of like cypherpunks and stuff. Oh, it's back over $10 million market cap. That's good. It's up 9% today. So Burstcoin should be going up. It's up 9% today. And it has a strong community. People actually use it as a currency somewhat. Not that much, but they're, they're trying to use it. I guess you could say that about any crypto. But proof of capacity is really interesting, and that's what Burstcoin uses. Meanwhile, the founder of BitTorrent, like Brad Bram Cohen, said he created the first proof of Spacecoin that uses hard drives to mine. Burstcoin already has been doing that for like four or five years now. And then we got the founder of BitTorrent acting like he created uh, proof of capacity. He calls it proof of space, which is actually... Uh, Burstcoin used to call it proof of space, but they changed that was POS, just like proof of stake. So they changed it to POC, proof of capacity. So I think it's really crazy that, you know, now we have like this guy claiming to have created basically Burstcoin and then he renamed it to Chia. So Chia is coming out at some point. And they're marketing themselves as a green cryptocurrency for a greener world or some something like that. And I suggested to the Burstcoin community that that they just, you know, do that advertising campaign now. So, uh, you know, 
instead of letting another cryptocurrency take all of what they worked for. Because Burst Coin has perfected proof of capacity, they they are absolutely building their cryptocurrency to the maximum level. And then we have someone copy and pasting it and trying to claim a new one. I mean, that's also... Tonight I just talked about all the scams going on. One of the scams is you copy and paste coin and change its name. That's going on all the time. So, that's all we have for the market analysis today. And I saw one really interesting story that happened. So there was this guy that actually started short-selling Bitcoin the grade around December 17th, 2017, the day it hit its max. How was he such a profit? Well, it's because he actually understood how Bitcoin futures work. So the CME Bitcoin futures are what absolutely crashed the market. I know we have a nice little rally now. But if you look at the long-term chart, it looks like a little green candle. Not an insignificant green candle, but just a tiny one. And then you look at one for 20000 to 4000 You know, and that's because the Bitcoin futures initiated this, and then a bunch of feedback loops happened that made it accelerate downwards. But yeah, the Bitcoin futures are what initiated the downfall of Bitcoin's price. And this guy, I forgot his name, he started short-selling Bitcoin on that, like, very day because he actually probably, maybe he knew about the gold community. So the people that were all in the gold community have been tortured by comics, their gold futures in New York, for many, many years. And they're constantly posting, bitching about, hey, you know, the gold futures are the only reason gold's not worth anything. Just buy gold and hold it until comics collapses, you know? That's what they're saying. So if anyone would have looked at the gold community, and I did too, and I didn't even realize it, so what can I say? If I don't, actually, I didn't even know the Bitcoin futures were launching. Just to be fair, I had no internet in 2017, or electricity. So, like, I remember hearing at a dinner discussion one day that uh, Bitcoin futures have launched, and I was like, okay, whatever. And then I drank my cup of wine. I didn't really care. And But if I was actually, like, a journalist back then, I would have been like, oh, wow, you know, I've been watching the gold community for years, because I had been previously, and this is a bad thing, and this guy knew it. So this guy that started short selling, and he stopped to short sell at thirty five hundred. He short sold Bitcoin from twenty thousand all the way to thirty five hundred. It's really crazy, and I bet he's rich now. And where, and where does all that money that went into his pocket come from? It comes from the people that held Bitcoin. Pretty much, kind of. There's an indirect, but definitely a relation there. Where you know, when people short sell and make a ton of cash, like they have been on the futures exchange in Chicago for Bitcoin. It comes out of all you hobblers' pockets. So, you know, I pretty much think this should be illegal. And I remember George W. Bush saying short selling is going to be illegal in the stock market. I remember that. Or was it whoever was around when the economy collapsed? Um, yeah, I think it was George W. Bush. He's like, we're making short selling illegal. They didn't make it illegal. Short selling's everywhere in the stock market. And now it's even expanding to new asset classes that were untouched by this horrible short selling thing. Um, I mean, BitMEX, BitMEX was short-selling things, but not the way the Bitcoin futures in Chicago do. Like, they have global influence to manipulate asset prices. And then they started, they ruined this industry for now. Like, a bunch of companies died because they decided to short-sell Bitcoin. And what does short-selling Bitcoin do for the world besides make a bunch of rich people money? Nothing. So they literally decided, hey, we're going to throw Bitcoin into the flames to make some cash right now. But guess what? Bitcoin can't die. Bitcoin is decentralized electronic peer-to-peer -peer money. It doesn't matter if it was worth $10. It doesn't matter if it was worth $1. Right now, it's $4,000. I mean, but if it was worth a lot less, it would still function like it's supposed to be for what it is, and it will save the world. When fiat currency inevitably collapses like we're seeing in Venezuela right now, Bitcoin will replace everything because it'll be the only thing left. And it's not going to cause fiat currency to collapse. Fiat currency will collapse all by itself, but at least Bitcoin gives us an option to still have an economy and a currency when it's all over and fiat is gone.
That's all we have for you today on the December 20th, 2018 edition of the BitcoinNews.com daily podcast. Come back tomorrow for another exciting episode and go to BitcoinNews.com 24-7 for the full spectrum of Bitcoin, blockchain, and crypto analysis. This is your host, Space Marine, signing out. Going back to space. I'm already in space, actually. Adios, amigos.